Hi, this is Brady Summers. I'm FireEye's Chief Technology Officer, and I'm your host for the FireEye Ion Security Podcast. Uh, we have a really interesting podcast today. We'll be talking uh, with Tony Cole, who's our CTO for Global Government here at FireEye, and Stacy Ziegler, who's responsible for risk management at FireEye. We're going to be talking about government moving to the cloud and how FireEye uh, can help protect government organizations that are making that move to the cloud. So, Tony, Stacy, thank you both very much for being on the podcast today. Happy to be here. Thanks, Grady. Glad to join. You know, Tony, let's start with you. Maybe maybe a little bit of a backdrop. I know you work with a lot of government organizations and you're really familiar with uh, their concerns and the risks that they face. What would you say are the biggest uh, kind of IT and security trends that you see today in government organizations? Well, you know, Grady, it's, it's nice to see that cybersecurity has really become a high priority for the government, starting in the last administration in, the, in their first, you know, term and right through the second term with a number of executive orders issued around cybersecurity, and the new administration has also placed an enormous amount of emphasis on cybersecurity with a big push towards the cloud. The budgets have increased dramatically. Uh, I think this latest one's gone up 35%, projected to be at 19 billion U.S. dollars in 2017. So I think that's that's a, a nice shift that we're seeing that it's really rising to the top of that priority list and really important. I think some of the issues that, that we may see around this, though, is more people concerned about if they move things to the cloud, how do they ensure that uh, the security is actually being focused on as a component of that, you know, as well as IoT being added into the enterprise cross-government, uh, ransomware attacks, you know, and of course, uh, the always common nation-state cyber war issues that, uh, you know, are just impacting every government around the globe. Right. You touched on ransomware there. Uh, is obviously top of mind with a lot of organizations here in the last several weeks. Are you seeing that impact uh, our government customers as well? Yeah, we have. You know, it's it's very interesting. I think they've done a little bit better than others. Uh, you know, they've tried to actually uh, take out older systems and replace them. Still an enormous amount of work for them to do in the U.S. federal government and many governments around the globe. But I think they're making some great strides in, in that area. But ransomware is having a significant impact today uh, with a number of governments. I think it's going to continue until they get their systems modernized, as well as uh, put the right infrastructure in place to stop those attacks. Yeah, for sure. I think with the WannaCry ransomware over the last several weeks, there's been a disproportionate impact to some of those legacy systems. So you can absolutely that being an issue. You, you talked about the increased push to the cloud. How are governments balancing that, that push to the cloud while also making sure that, that they keep those environments secure? So today, uh, you know, the the former administration and the current administration has further emphasized a cloud-first policy. I think it was three years ago, it was still only a, a minuscule amount of the uh, overall government budget, you know, which is, um, I think, it like in the U.S. federal government, it's like $80 billion a year, if I remember correctly. But uh, a small percentage of that was, was cloud-focused, where they had actually started moving things off to the cloud. Today, with the cloud-first focus, we're starting to see that actually dramatically shift. You know, and things like FedRAMP and other certifications, you know, are, are critically important as well. What we want to see very clearly, though, is a way for people to actually move stuff to the cloud to save cost and be able to utilize expertise in the cloud, especially around cybersecurity, while still being able to validate that their data is secure inside that cloud. And I think that's, that's a really important point today, you know, that's uh, not covered well. So yeah. one of the things that they're really concerned about, you know, is, uh, how do you actually ensure your cloud-based service delivery meets all of the current requirements you have, or do you have to actually change those 
and how are you measuring the efficacy, the reliability, and security of those cloud offerings? The latter one is difficult, and they're putting in place things like FedRAMP to actually solve that. Well, and that's probably a good transition point uh, as we, we shift over to talk to Stacy. I mean, Stacy, as part of your, your role here at FireEye, you're responsible for helping our products through that certification process. And maybe set the stage for us, like, and I know we could probably talk about this for hours, but in a few minutes, how does the government um, make sure, in, in general, that its information assets stay secure? The federal government uh, is making sure that, that, you know, they're moving in that direction, they're supporting that that stance uh, through various uh, uh, laws, acts, mandates. Uh, FISMA, of course, being one of the, the most critical. Uh, it was first enacted within uh, 2002 and has, has set the baseline for the individual uh, requirements uh, to, to be followed. And uh, some of the supporting, of course, are the uh, NIST um, uh, control frameworks, uh, 800-53, uh, of course, uh, uh, recently re released 800-171 for unclassified environments. And uh, additionally, through uh, the NIST cybersecurity uh, frameworks. And uh, those frameworks uh, set the baseline for, uh, set the bar rather, to ensure that uh, we are maintaining uh, security, privacy of the overall systems and uh, the government data. Right. So, you know, we've touched here just briefly on FedRAMP, FISMA, and NIST. Um, most of our listeners will be familiar with those, but for those that aren't, can you level set us on what is FedRAMP? How does it support FISMA compliance and, and the NIST risk management framework? Yes, and the, the overall uh, FedRAMP process in, incorporates not only those, those frameworks as a, as a baseline measure, uh, but defines uh, the uh, responsibilities uh, for uh, continuous uh, monitoring to ensure that, uh, you know, once those baselines are met, uh, they are continually enhanced, matured, and adhered to to ensure that the system and data uh, remains uh, above and beyond those requirements. And presumably FedRAMP takes some of the burden off of the individual agency or department who wants to use a cloud service. They, they sort of accept that uh, certification and they can rest assured that certain levels of controls are being met? That's correct. And, and for, for the FedRAMP process, once you, you've been able to demonstrate that level of adherence and uh, reach the authorized status, that makes it much easier for other agencies and departments to uh, consume those same services. Uh, so as you add uh, additional agencies, those agencies can rely on the authorization to, uh, to be confident that you have met that baseline. And uh, it is a secure environment uh, to place their data. Okay. Now, we're, we're proud at FireEye to have recently announced the FedRAMP authorization for our um, FireEye Government Email Threat Prevention, or ETP, product. It's a big milestone for us. Can you explain how this uh, service, ETP, would be beneficial to government uh, and public education entities? ETP product, uh, of course, as you mentioned, just received FedRAMP authorization. And, you know, greatly it allows an organization to rapidly deploy that advanced threat protection you know, for, for their email infrastructure or for their email processes without adding uh, infrastructure of their own. It's an interesting one to start with because ETP has always been, I think, one of our most quickly uh, provisioned products. You know, a customer who wants to take advantage of ETP, ETP can make a few configuration changes. They don't have to install anything on-premise. 
So obviously by getting the FedRAMP authorization for it, it means that so many of our government customers can take advantage of it with absolute minimal minimal effort in terms of installation configuration on their side. Definitely a, a pretty big deal for us at FireEye and hopefully really beneficial to our, a lot of our government customers who would like to take advantage of it. But to that point, um, I'm wondering, Stacey, if we could talk more broadly, like how does FireEye, uh, how do we help support agencies who, who have cloud enablement strategies that want to move to the cloud? Um, what do you see as a roadmap for us partnering with, with other agencies? And um, maybe talk a little bit about whether we intend to pursue FedRAMP authorization for some of our other cloud-based services. For ETP uh, specifically, uh, we, we have received our authorization. Our, our first uh, and our sponsoring agency, uh, uh, Department of Interior, is utilizing the service. Uh, additionally, we're bringing on other clients, and as mentioned uh, previously, in an accelerated fashion, uh, as those agencies will rely upon previous authorization. As a strategy, overall strategy for FireEye uh, as a whole is, you know, we truly understand that uh, not only are government clients migrating to the cloud as, as part of the, you know, the initial mandate, and uh, we are in line to ensure that our cloud-based products for the federal client base uh, is transitioning and preparing uh, to seek FedRAP authorization as well. We are also looking to uh, to package uh, some of our other products. That is a combination of, of multiple pieces, such as our, our Helix product, which is you know comprised of, of multiple cloud-based offerings, working to to ensure that uh, we are building, designing, and um, making sure that those systems are FedRAMP ready, uh, meeting those uh, those requirements, and making those available to our customers. In a, in a timeline that um, that will be reasonable for them. Yeah, for sure. There's been a lot of interest. You know, you mentioned Helix and, and its component parts. We, of course, have our endpoint product, HX. And we have a cloud form factor available for that now. Helix Log, which formerly our threat analytics platform, is another product. There's been a lot of interest uh, from government agencies, but obviously that FedRAMP certification has been holding back migration. So I'm definitely excited to, to work with you and Tony both as we, we move forward on the path of getting those uh, FedRAMP authorizations. So definitely, uh, you know, we've been doing a lot of good stuff. We have a, a pretty good roadmap in place. I, I'm just curious as, as we wrap up if, you know, Stacy, you or Tony have any closing thoughts about how FireEye works with governments and uh, helps them plan a secure migration to the cloud. I think that we're going to see, you know, more and more emphasis on the cloud, you know, uh, having a second administration now force a cloud first strategy i think is is definitely going to drive you know uh, an enormous move in that direction in a relatively quick fashion as as you can categorize that in a government sense which is a little bit slower <laughs> yeah. than normal enterprise however on the other side of that you know there's it's a very large budget they have they move very slowly and they're working in the US federal government many other governments as well to modernize their infrastructure so i think that's going to take us in that direction as well as they modernize it's easier for them to actually migrate and in some cases will help them uh uh, speed up the migration due to uh, moving to a cloud strategy, especially as they move email boxes to the uh, to the cloud. You know, I, I recently hosted the uh, CISO uh, panel at the government forum for FireEye. You know, and it was really really interesting to to hear the CISOs sit there and talk about risk management and mitigation strategies, and think about the fact that compliance for them 
you know, is simply a checkbox, that they're actually thinking about risk mitigation first. And I think FedRAMP is one of those things that's going to help us tremendously help them move more quickly, you know, to things like ETP and other services that we have, you know, that are going to be certified for their use in the cloud. So I think it's going to move pretty quickly. You know, we, we know that although there's often some fear or uncertainty about making the move to the cloud, we know that uh, we can provide one great security in the cloud, but also great security from the cloud with our FireEye products. And so um, I just want to say I appreciate the work both of you guys are doing to help make that go quicker. To your point, Tony, it's uh, we, we know we can provide really strong security uh, in this way, the FedRAMP authorization. Um, and the programs that you guys are both working on uh, with our government customers helps make that move faster. So uh, about out of time, so just want to say thanks uh, to Tony, uh, Tony Cole, our CTO for Global Government, and Stacy, uh, thank you for being on the podcast uh, as our risk management leader here at FireEye. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to chat with you both. Thank you, Grady. Thank you, Stacy. Thanks, Grady. Thank you, guys.